All right, we're back at it again with the podcast. Wow, Dan doing the intro this time. Wow, look at that, some initiative. <laughs> yeah, we're doing that intro. We're back at it, Most episode dope. five. Yeah, welcome to Mac episode Miller's five. Dead. Mac Miller died. It's a part Shit, of history. <laughs> That's a it's depressing very, note to Very <laughs> dark. <laughs> Hey, welcome to the show. Mac this Miller's dead. Died. Hey, this is our time capsule. This is what happened in this point in time. Yeah. Well, isn't that, isn't that crazy? Miller's though? It's already been like a week since he's been dead. But isn't that insane, though? What? Mac Miller's dead at 26. That's insane, dude. Yeah, I was talking to Jordan. He's like, Jordan's the same age. There's a thing where it's like, a, there's a 27 club, which I guess is a thing against... Oh, Kurt Cobain, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, all these other famous musicians, like him, Amy Winehouse, some other people, like, Uzi they Vert. died at 27 because of overdosing or whatever. So Mac Miller was 26. So yeah, he there was a statement that was like he said that he didn't want to join, or he was like, "I hope I'm not part of the 27 club." And well, the kind of he beat it. You kind of like <laughs> jinx yourself by saying that you make your own little club. <laughs> he he did better. I think just the, better, okay. the scope Maybe of it I. is crazy because. You know, I had friends talking about Mac Miller in high school. Yeah. Yeah. That was at least like nine or ten years ago. That sucks, dude, though. Like, yeah, your whole life ahead of you and like everything was going pretty well. Well, I mean, as far as we know, right? Well, yeah. actually, I don't actually don't think his life was going as well as it could be. I mean, we make a lot of assumptions about celebrities yeah. having such good lives. But I think it was definitely reported that he had some form of like depression and anxiety. Some sort of abuse. I know that there was a thing with. Ariana Grande, that was, she talked about it a little bit. Yeah, and you know what's kind of fucked up, too, is, like, blaming Ariana Grande for this sort of situation. Like, Yeah, she didn't have anything to oh, do with that. Oh, really? You know, she's, she said it really well in her response to anybody who blamed her. She's not responsible for this, uh, for anyone else's actions. And, you know, her decision to get away from his situation is a personal thing. And, you know, it's totally respectable because... You know, it's not her deal to take care of him yeah. and his and his issues as much as like it's definitely a nice thing for someone to do. If she doesn't want to do that, she's not doesn't have to do that. Yeah, right? Why you got to tag and pin your burdens on on behalf of somebody else? Why do you have to pin their burdens on like you smoked a lot of dope? Affiliate person, just how right? it is. Dope smoking. But anyways, <laughs> you know what? Miller, I think most dope. this reminds me of just that. Uh, <laughs> there was that one artist who had won she like had won that, artist no no she had, she had won like uh she was a singer <laughs> and she had won that singing show what is America's it america's got talent I, something about the, the only X one Factor? no not the not the american x factor idol? yeah american idol oh, she won american idol that was the first one <laughs> and she was on tour and someone just ran up and shot oh, her oh fuck uh it's uh, oh, what? uh something grimmy yeah oh samantha grimmy right no no, no not samantha, not samantha uh, grimmy? fuck it. i forgot her first name she won she's the whole really, thing she's super cool i think and then she, she won. got a freaking shot yeah she was she had a youtube she was pretty big on youtube like she was super good at singing she played smash and so she was she was legit she was cool Whoa. and then she had a concert like two years ago i think i think it's been two years year or two years and then some crazy fan, for whatever reason, like just walked up in the middle of a signing or something and like shot her in the head. Oh, oh yeah. I think I do remember Christina Grimmie. Yeah. Christina Grimmie, yeah. Yeah. She had a bunch of covers of like a lot of songs. She was really good. She's pretty cute too, but it's like, fuck, that sucks, dude. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, I think she had a lot going for her and she was really young in her career when this sort of thing happened. Yeah, like she had connections with like Selena Gomez and whoever because... She's part of that crowd, and especially for young talent like this, yeah. it really just sucks on every. Right, can we stop talking about 
dead people. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much for the time capsule on this. You know what they can't do anymore? What? Is dream. Oh, okay. <laughs> which is the topic of our, our podcast. <laughs> Smooth. You like that segue? <laughs> Smooth segue into that one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, they can't game anymore. You you tried not to make it dark, but that was dark as hey, shit. Man, how are you supposed to transition into oh, that? Oh, you know, let's not talk about dark shit. Oh, you know what they can't do? All of their hopes and dreams <laughs> are dead. On the other hand, oh. they're in an eternal dream now, right? Oh. They're sleeping. If, if death is a dream. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever have have you you ever had a and you had a, 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 and you want had a dream about him that you wanted to have him do you so bad? <laughs> I like the metal version of that song. Yeah. A lot oh, yeah. It's like the, the, the like prog rock version. You know, I, did you see that ask Reddit thread about like people who have been dead for a minute? Or so have been clinically dead. What's it like? And then you read a few of them. And well, like, like people who got revived? Yeah, yeah. People who have been dead. And I was reading through a few of them. And there's a lot of disparate opinions or perspectives about it. But I saw a few that were like, it's just all black. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, is it? No. Okay. Here's something that I have thought about before. So, you know, like when you're asleep and then you wake up, there's that obvious disconnect from when you're conscious and then you wake up the next day right yeah sure but for some reason i don't know if this is how it works for you but in my head i like will remember i will quote unquote remember being asleep where it's like i i know that i just woke up but i can think about the the time frame between being conscious and unconscious oh that and, and being like asleep there's no color <laughs> Like you know what I mean? Like it's not like if you close your eyes and you see like the like the black of your eyes, but like being unconscious, there's something there, but it's like Is it like the pre awake period? Maybe. For maybe you? that's it. Also, this is another question that's just sort of tangential. Okay. Do you dream in color? Uh yeah, I do. Oh, cool. Although okay. I think actually what happens with mine is that there's sort of a vignette you effect. Do you dream where in black and white? Some people do. Yeah, some people do. Like well, um, I mean, not in modern day. Only in back in the nineties. <laughs> like, 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 TVs. Are you saying that? Like, are you saying that? Like when that's like saying in the nineteenth century, everything was black and white. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, if penguins are black and white, and zebras or newspapers are black. And then all, and white. Penguins, all penguins about? are newspapers. All penguins are think, newspapers. Think about that, man. Yeah. Dude, if all old TV, if all old television shows are black and white, and zebras are black and white, yeah. and all zebras, all zebras are old television, television wow. shows, yeah. Wow, by the transitive property, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Welcome. No, but yeah, I dream in color. It's the, um, like I said, mine has like a vignette effect, so it's sort of like tunnel vision for me, where everything that I'm focusing on has color, but then there's like a black outline around the side. Huh. So you know when you're dreaming? Uh, well, then that's when you started to get into, like, lucid dreaming. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I've heard, or I've read that blind people will say that they dream in what they interpret as color. I mean, obviously, we can't see it because we're not blind reading, <laughs> listening to Braille, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Like, I think that p people have asked, like, deaf people, do they hear... <laughs> they don't. They don't ask them. Damn. You know, 
don't go up to a deaf person and go, hello, sir, do you, do you dream in do you sound? Hear? Do you hear? And he responds like, Oh. <laughs> no. It's getting cut. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's kind of funny. I've always thought it's what, do you think the de- Yeah, our deaf listeners to this podcast are going <laughs> to start railing this. Really I hope you're setting out like a uh, some sort of braille for them. Yeah. Send it in the newsletter. Yeah. The paper newsletter. <laughs> if they can get to the, the, the computer screen on it, little, little like nipple things start peering out of the screen so they can touch it and read what words we're saying. The Actually Nothing Ooh. website. Nipples come out of your keyboard. <laughs> I don't know. What do they call You those? signed up for this. What do they call the little beady things in Braille that they touched? The, that's, know, I feel like words, that's one of those nipples. really that's one of those really specific things. Like, like an the, aglet? Yeah, like an aglet or the, the twisty thing on a toothpaste container. Wait. That's, you mean a cap? <sighs> yeah, but you know there's a word for it. It's not just a cap. I don't know. The really? Tw- yeah, I, I feel like there's a there's Google a special it. word for the the twisty thing. That's on one the, of the things that I always have to remind myself about. If I have a question, I could probably Google it and have it answered within two seconds instead of looking around the room and be like, do you know this? Do you know this? It's like, fucking Google it, dude. We have technology at technology. the tip of our fingertips. Apparently, I'm just wow. That f- was stupid, redundant. Sentence. Nice. <laughs> Apparently, I'm just a fucking loser, idiot. Because it's I think it's cap. I think it's Is just it called, called the cap. cap. <laughs> oh my god! Whatever. <laughs> what, what What was that thing we were figuring out before? What before we got into the aglet and fucking stupid toothpaste thing? Lucid dreams. Well, uh, before that, we were talking about the specific name. Oh, the nipples and. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, look that up. Specific name for bumps on a braille. It's probably just gonna say like thing. Braille. That's, that's what braille is. It's the first. Th- oh, bumps. what are the yellow bumps? bumps? You know, it says <laughs> doesn't really say anything about the bumps. You can call them nipples if you want to, yeah, Aaron. That's what I'm gonna call it. Them. You might be. Um, that might be offensive. If I ever go blind, I'll request. You guys to put nipples all over <laughs> everything I own, so I know what I'm touching. Yeah. Fucking nipples, god damn it! Yeah, there's nothing here about what those little things are called, so I'm just gonna call them uh, da- blind nipples. Blind nipples. Yeah. Well, there's your offensive statement for the cast right there. Yeah. How do you guys dream in color or? N- I definitely yeah. dream in color. I've had instances where I've seen really vivid colors um, that are important to me in some way i guess oh like an interpretive dream somehow i suppose so i've definitely dreamt well the only way that i can verify for myself is that i have i've had this recurring dream ever since i've been a kid it's really fucking stupid essentially <laughs> what will happen is i go down this big slide and i'm looking at a giant glass cube and around the cube is blue and I see green rolling hills inside the green, right? These okay. green rolling hills inside of that glass it's a rolling cube. Hill. Yeah, and there's a park there. There's hills all over the place. And I get there and I'm excited to get into the park. And then I get stuck in the fucking tube and everything goes black. And I see like a Darth Vader face <laughs> oh coming at God, me really terrifying. slow and like this fire around it. And then I wake up. That's fire it's been this it recur- Yeah, it's been this recurring dream I've had Does since I was a child. multiple times? I've had this since I've a yeah, child. Yeah, have you child. ever had a recurring dream before? No. Really? Dude, they're fucked. I feel like that's a common thing among no, really people. I have disturbing. I have a well, you know how there are like people can interpret dreams because like it's a common uh thing among people like driving dreams or like 
you've heard people talk about like they fall from a high place and then they all wake up right before they hit the ground or something like that before, right? Yeah. You've never heard about this before? Not really. Really? Really? Yeah. Well, have you ever had those dreams where you feel like you're falling and you wake up right before then? Yeah. Or or no. or let's say, have you ever tried to punch in a dream but it feels really slow? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that. so that's like a common dream thing, right? Yeah. And so people over the years have gathered common things that everyone experiences in their dreams okay. and kind of like makes a log of it and have tried to explain what it is. So people will in- try to interpret uh, reoccurring dreams as like some sort of omen or something's going to happen. So like uh, one that my sister gets a lot, I think that I've gotten a few times before are like storm dreams. So like oh, hurricanes dude. and tornadoes. Yeah. And supposed- supposedly, I'm not saying I believe in this, but it's like, it's supposed to indicate that there's a big change in your life on its way or something. Um, I personally get the one, actually I have two recurring dreams that I get a lot. One of them is my teeth falling out. I know that's a really common one that I've read anecdotally from other people. Um, for me, what happens is like, uh, in the middle of the dream, it'll feel like I have like a loose tooth, you know, like when we were kids and you kind of like fiddle around with it, yeah. I'll feel that. And then I'll, I'll notice that it's in my mouth and I start like pushing it with my tongue. And then eventually I pull it out and I'm like, all right, cool. But then I noticed that the tooth that I just pushed out is there again, but it's still wiggling. What the shit? So then I'll try to push it out again. But after I push out that one the second time, all the other teeth around it start getting loose. And then I'm like, this is a weird feeling. And then I start like wiggling all the teeth and then start spitting them out like in chunks and like into my hands. And then I start freaking out because I'm like, oh my God, my teeth are falling out. And it'll either be, it'll either be that or, um, you know, Smarties, like the little yeah, yeah, those things. Candies, yeah. You know, the feeling of when you like bite them and they crunch and kind of turn into dust. Yeah. It's kind of like that where my mouth is full of that sensation where like I bite down, but all my teeth like crumble into little bits and pieces. And then I'm just like, <laughs> and then wow. Dude, that's, my teeth fall. You know, that's really cool. I have common dreams like that as well. I have that teeth dream a lot, yeah, except for I hate it. My teeth dreams always end up being... <laughs> man, these dreams suck, dude. Dude, they're, they're freaky. Yeah. The dream that, my dreams, I have no dream. Dude, I always have really vivid don't. ones. The teeth one I have always fuck with me because, like, I'll always have these dreams about my teeth being in weird positions. It's always about, like... Like, you have, like, a gnarled mouth or something? It's, like, either a gnarled mouth or I just have too many teeth on one side or Ugh. my teeth are on the ground and I'm looking at them or, like, I feel my entire jaw just collapse and all of my teeth come out like that it's it's doesn't even hurt it just feels really weird and i'm kind of like freaked out at the shock of seeing my teeth somewhere else well that's the weird thing because like i feel it in my dream and then when i wake up i have to check my mouth to make sure that all my teeth are there so wait let me ask a question okay how uh viable is it that these dreams that are so common like the teeth dream especially and i've had plenty of storm dreams as well yeah to to Talk about them as if they're maybe evolutionary practices. Like we have similar dreams because of the societal context in which we live. Okay. Where teeth have a really important communal meaning. Yeah. And that's why we all have similar dreams in a way that can be interpreted similarly. I've heard that the way the teeth dream is interpreted is you have issues with like your self-image or you're like self-conscious about your appearance. I don't know. Let's. I mean, personally, always, personally, I don't feel like I have issues with that, but maybe it's some like subconscious thing. <laughs> I've always heard that. Uh, I've always heard that teeth dreams always deal with anxiety. That could be that. You too. know. Wait. Let's do a. So I have always been 
a guilty uh like a guilty watcher of the dream moods website you ever see that that is dude let me do dream moods is a like a dream ring so the dream moods website is just a huge it's like a scam yeah it's like a big glossary though for specific types of dreams and what they may or may not mean all right so hold on let's check dream moods the teeth can you find out what driving ones mean i thought that i've read that they indicate like a loss of control in your life i think so that makes sense. Makes sense, right? I mean, of course, no, no dreams can ever be so, I guess, all-encompassing. It doesn't make any sense. You can't actually interpret what they mean because we don't actually really understand what they are anyways. So Yes. There was a cool experiment that I saw a while ago. I don't know how legit it was, but um, they supposedly hooked up some sort of like electronic nodes or whatever to a person's brain. And what it was supposed to do was it would translate whatever brainwaves that they were having while they were dreaming into an image in real time so that you could see what it was. Mm. And I think what it was was uh, the image made a silhouette of an elephant and then the person was like, yeah, I dreamt of like an elephant or something. Like it, mm. it looked, it wasn't like a very clear silhouette, but like it vaguely looked like an elephant. And I don't even know if that was a legit study or not, but mm. that's something I remember. Mm. So Tell me on more the, about this moon dream. On dream moods. So they talk about the commonality of teeth dreaming. Mm-hmm. And so a few of them is that is that, you know, dreams about your teeth reflect anxiety about your appearances and how others perceive you. Uh, there's one about teeth and communication. When your teeth are missing, you may also have a harder time talking or enunciating your words. Falling teeth relates to embarrassment. Dreaming that your teeth are falling out or rotting may refer to the, your fears of being embarrassed or making a fool of yourself. You know, powerlessness, teeth are used to bite, tear, chew, and gnaw. In this regard, teeth symbolize power, and the loss of teeth in your dream may be from a sense of powerlessness, health. In a traditional dream interpretation books, dreams of missing or losing teeth pointed to malnutrition or poor diet. Uh, There's falling teeth in death, falling teeth in money, falling teeth and uh, deception, stuff like that. And so I guess the best part about the dream moods way of looking at this common dream is that it takes into account the situation of your teeth, like where your teeth are on your body, what type of role they play in your everyday life. You know, because you use your teeth for everything. You use your teeth for so many different things. And, you know, your teeth... <laughs> well, yeah. and I, mean, yeah, I know what I mean, but I just had to... When you said everything, I imagined a guy biting a steering wheel while he's driving, <laughs> turning his head side. Indeed. People can use it with whatever they want. Yeah. And your loss of teeth reflects your inability to drive your car at that point. Yeah, those, so that's a real disability then. dentures. But so like, you know, teeth are important for your appearance too because having, you ever heard of that thing, uh, that saying where it's like, if you pay money for anything, pay money for your face. Like my mom has like always- smile or My something. mom has always said it like, don't ever skimp on paying for things about your face. So your okay. teeth, your hair, making sure everything about your face looks good because those personal appearances are parts of first impressions when you meet people. And I, I've come to agree with it. But so like your teeth are a really important part about that because you almost can't not see them, right? Yeah. Um, so I would say that like trying to take teeth from a contextual point of view and then using dream moods, you can't take any of what they say literally. Yeah. But I think it's important to think of dreams as being so pertinent to your everyday life and your everyday waking life. that. Well, that's kind of true because a lot of the times, whatever my last thought I had before I fell asleep, ends up being involved in whatever I dreamt of that yeah. night, right? I end up, I always think about having dreams. My, like my dreams always tend to pertain to what, what's happening in my life 
at the moment. Okay. You know, especially if I'm stressed out, I have really specific types of dreams. If I'm bothered by a specific situation, I have types of dreams as well. Or if I feel that I'm not doing something correctly, I have certain types of dreams. You know, like I'll dream of the undead kind of frequently when I feel like I'm not doing anything. Like zombies? Yeah, yeah. Like if I'm not being as productive as I can be and I feel like I'm stagnating in my life and I don't want to talk about it or I don't want to come face to face to it, I tend to dream about zombies or about the undead. Ooh, that's kind of scary. I think it's supposed to be, well, for me, what I've interpreted that to mean is that I'm rotting away like these things that are appearing before me and I don't want to be like that and that by not working hard and by not producing more things for my future, I'm becoming you know, less and less useful and more and more dead. Ooh. It's a weird way of looking at it. This, the other dreams about stress I have frequently about school. I dream a lot about really big waves if I'm really stressed out. My most common dream occurrence with stress is big, giant typhoon waves. Um, and I, what'll happen is I'll be dreaming and I'll see just a really big wall of it. It's inescapable and I have no way of getting out Like an interstellar type wave? Yeah, yeah. Just really huge, like 50 feet waves that are just impossible to get away from. Does it crash down on you and you like wake up? I always, happens? I always wake up before anything crashes, but I see it coming towards me and I can't do anything about it. That's a, okay. Do you ever have those dying dreams? Like... A lot, a lot of people say they wake up before they die, but me personally, I have like felt getting skewered or like hitting the ground once or like a few times. Have you woken up on the ground? Uh, no, but I'll wake up kind of panicked and like my heart rate's a little bit hmm. higher and I'm just like, oh my God, what happened? But usually the way that happens for me is like I'll fall onto a piece of like rebar and then <laughs> I feel like the the rebar like going through my stomach and then I'll wake up and I'll just be like, Oh my God, I got stabbed. And then I look down and I'm like, Oh, never mind. I have dreamed. Right. I haven't had a dream about dying in a while now. Oh. You know, the last one I had was I was shot and that was a while ago, maybe a couple months, three months or so. But I haven't had a dream about, you know, physically dying like that in quite a while. Dan, How about you, Dan? What was the last dream you had that you remember? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you sort of opted yourself out of this <laughs> we'll conversation. To, we'll and you be, said uh, an you don't have any for you. like dreams. Yeah, I don't know. Like never, you have never once had like a nightmare or. Yeah, I, I like have really dumb um, segments of dreams that I guess I remember here and there. Okay, I guess I forget them, but when I by the time I wake up, yeah. A lot of times you get into a gang fight or something. Nice. <laughs> gang fights? Yeah, like I got into a fight and I try to throw a punch, but it's, but it's slow, really right? slow and weak, right? Yeah, I definitely have like big memories of punching and not being able to punch well. Do you know who you're fighting? Just some thug who's trying to rob me or something. Can you like describe the thug? <laughs> no. Nah? He's, got, he's a thug. I guess he's got a knife. What about, what's your surroundings? Like a city. You're in a city. Yeah. Interesting. Like uh, that's maybe what, that's maybe, literally all I got. That's that's okay, all I got. Maybe you, your inner voice is telling you to like become a gangbanger or something. Or maybe you feel I'm trying to defend myself, bro. <laughs> I I think maybe you're feel like uh, this points to feeling like threatened. Like why would you have to defend yourself if you didn't feel threatened by something? You know, and like mm. the setting kind of makes a lot of sense. Maybe you maybe you don't feel safe when you go to school or when you went or to maybe school you just in the city. Fight somebody yeah, maybe it. that too. Maybe that you just want awesome. like to you want to fight someone real bad. Yeah. <laughs> I read on Reddit the other day that somebody said they fixed 
being uh are being unable to throw like normal punches in a dream by no like loading their arms so like before i don't remember what movie it was maybe it was like mission impossible or something but there's a gif of a guy who like when he walks up to a fight he just goes like takes his arms and goes like he's ready to fight somebody as if he had like shotgun arms or something okay but he they said that they tried to do that in their dream when they were lucid for their dream they like readied up to fight and then they said that they could fight so next time That's i have dope. next time i have a fighting dream i'm gonna try to do that no way yeah yeah i definitely gotta try that oh i wish i had some control locked over. and loaded yeah what other do you have any other reoccurring dreams i have one about storms um when you said that storms tend to mean big change i had a dream re- oh not recently but the first time you ever told me about that i had a dream about seeing the stars we it was all of us we were all hanging out on the top of this building. Nice. And then I, I saw being in other people's dreams. Dude, and I saw these stars. Like and I cameo. was what's up? These are stars are pretty cool. And then they all started swirling around and they became a twister. Oh my god, and terrifying. Yeah, I looked up I'm like, oh shit, it's a twister. I'm about to die. And I ran inside and, and I woke up right after that. And I was really freaked out and perturbed by it for a while. And um, you know, I think it was interesting because it was at that very junction of my life when I'd started dating my uh, my ex-girlfriend from high school. Okay. Yeah, I think that was like a the big change that happened. Oh. And so, yeah, I don't know, maybe. Dude. Yeah, for <laughs> real, man. <laughs> oh. But so I think that uh, that big change may have been correspondent to that. Wow. But I don't know. I mean, maybe I was feeling something. Maybe it's just a dream. On the Moon Dream website, can you look up driving dreams and see what Yeah, they mean? yeah. Because so, um, the one that I have that happens every so often is, I don't know, I think I've told you about this before. I'll be driving by myself in a car. The sleep paralysis? Uh, No, I'll, I'll get to that eventually, though, when we talk about lucid dreaming a little bit more. Um, But this reoccurring dream is I'm just driving like on a side road or a highway or whatever in a car, right? And the thing is, uh, at some point when I realize that I'm in the dream dr- as the one driving... Uh, the accelerometer like gets stuck, like the f- the foot pedal gets stuck. So I just keep accelerating, right? And after like you're going like a hundred miles, I'm just like, oh shit, I can't actually brake. So what I'll have to do is I'll have to dodge cars and incoming traffic. Dude, or, you or- gotta put on the e brake. That's the thing you gotta do. That's <laughs> I, why I, I haven't tried that in the dream, so maybe. But what well, I- you gotta load the e brake like you load your arms yeah, when you punch. Maybe that's what I have to do. But the what e-brake. what I end up doing in the that dream is I'll find like roads that go in a square. So I'll just have to keep making right turns until I eventually inevitably crash. But um, the thing that pisses me off about those dreams is uh, I'll be driving and then at some point I realize that. I'm sitting in the seat behind the driver's seat and I'm reaching my arms over as uh, around the seat, like oh, trying to hold steer. onto the steering wheel. Mm. And then when I notice that I'm doing that, I'm like, why the hell am I trying to drive the car from back here? And then I'll climb up to the front and go back into the driver's seat. And then after I'm like, all right, I'm back in the driver's seat. I notice again, and then I'm back in the same position where I'm reaching over from the back seat. And I'm like, it's so hard to drive like this. And then it, and then I eventually crash. Oh, wow. So I looked it up, and I think what most relates to that story, it talks about, uh, let's see, to dream that someone else is driving you represents your dependence on the driver. You're not in control of your life and following the goals of others instead of your own. If you are driving from the passenger side of the car, then it suggests that you're trying to gain control of your life 
uh, control of the path that your life is taking. You are beginning to make your own decisions. If someone else is driving you from the passenger side, then it means you're being misled into thinking that you are in power or that you are in full control. But there's nothing about me driving myself and eventually crashing? <laughs> uh, about crashing? I didn't see anything about crashing. But I mean, you, know, you can only say that yeah. it points to anxiety. That's like the inevitable also. end. I think before we talk any more about it, I'd like to put a disclaimer about this. Dream moods sort of is like your horoscope <laughs> yeah. where it's the most generalized things that may or may not work for most people's lives. So like take that with a grain of salt, you know, it's kind of interesting to think about this whole website as an anthology of sorts of dreams that can be useful or relatable, but you have to think about them in your own personalized way. And inevitably what I believe is that dreams are just reflective of, of what you do during the day and how you experience things during the day. There was a theory that I learned about where Dreams are like your brain's way of trying to compartmentalize the things that happen to you during the day and make sense of them. Um, and so that's why your brain activity is so high when you're, uh, when you're sleeping. It's trying to like compartmentalize it and mm -hmm. put it in its spot, you know, because maybe you haven't had the energy or the time to like deal with the situations of the day that may or may not have been traumatic or whatever. That makes sense because you know? that's where the phrase sleep on it comes from you know like no oh, true some people true. will say if you have like a big decision coming up or that you need an answer you might not necessarily want to answer right away because at the you might your mind or the place that where you're thinking at might not be 100 percent clear so they say like take a night to sleep on the decision and when you wake up and you have a fresher mind then maybe the decision you'll make is a little bit different than if you made it in the heat of the moment or something like that yeah plus i think that the whole interpreting dreams thing in general is just us as humans trying to interpret or uh rationalize things we don't understand because as you all know like things that you don't understand are generally scary so when you can rationalize something then it makes it a little bit easier to cope with so that i believe that that's part of the reason why people have tried to interpret dreams because like i already said earlier like we literally don't know what dreams are still so so aaron if um if you were to take my theory about dreams are about making sense of the events that happen to you during a daily basis, mm -hmm. what is your, what's a dream that you've had where it's correlated directly to something that you've experienced in like the last 24 hours or the last week? Maybe not imminently like the last 24 hours, but something a dream, nearby. a dream that you had that was, that was near to events in your life. Uh, well, now that you mentioned the teeth one was about like appearance and stuff. I think the last time I had that was when I first started like seriously working out and that kind of makes sense if it's correlating with my desire to work out and better my like body image, right? And so maybe that's where that teeth dream originated from. But otherwise other than that, most of the dreams that I have, Dan already said that he like remembers them for a little bit after he wakes up and then like forgets them immediately later in the day, which I do too. But people have said that if you want, you can write down the dreams as you remember them right when you wake up so that when you read whatever you wrote down after waking up you can kind of remember it better and that's happened to me i actually there are a couple of dreams that i wrote down on my phone from a while back where <laughs> at the time i remember them clear as day but if i tried to read them now like the picture i can still kind of remember it but it's probably not as clear as what i had when i first woke up which is kind of cool and that's like goes part of the lucid dream, uh, lucid dreaming training. Yeah, what I've heard is that if you keep a dream journal where you write down your dreams as soon as you wake up, you know, because you're able to recall them much quicker, you're also able to 
sort of discern when you're in the dream and when you're not in a dream. And yep. that's the ability to fit to lucid dreaming. Are we talking about lucid dreaming now? I guess we might as oh, well. Dude, we might cool. as well jump right into it. And, you know, lucid dreaming, for those of you who don't know, it's the ability to control your actions when you're in a dream to be able to discern that you're inside a dream and that you have complete control of what's happening. It's definitely a skill that you can train if you want to do it. One of the methods that I know most about and that I hear is most common is that when you wake up, from having a dream, you immediately write the, write the dream down in the most expressive detail you can imagine or that you can muster. And then what you do is you go back and you review those dreams and you start to think of ways, uh, well, you start to look at what happens in those dreams so that when you get back into the dream, you can sort of recognize them again. And there's a few other tricks that I've heard about in terms of trying to gain that sort of consciousness in your dream. Yeah. One of them is looking at clocks, looking at anything that tells thumbs. times. Yeah. Thumbs, really? Yeah. I've never heard. What's the logic behind thumbs? Uh, I think that one was, it's supposed to be either looking at your thumbs or like the palms of your hand where in it's supposed to, you're supposed to do this in the dream. So when you look at your hands or the, or the thumbs in while you're dreaming, uh, I think what they said is you're supposed to try to bend your thumbs in a certain way. And then once you can do that in the dream, then your brain goes like, Oh, I'm in a dream now. Like it's supposed to be the trigger, and then at that point you can like do whatever you want. Really? Yeah. I mean, I've never achieved it that. I'll, every time I've lucid dream, it's always been like accidental. By accident. Yeah. Huh. But it's awesome when it happens. So. Yeah. There's what a few other things. Oh. Uh, depends on the context in the dream. Usually, I end up like trying to fly or something, or I'll actually be conscious of the conversation that I'm ha having. So like I'll talk like this whereas before i gained the lucidity in the dream i would just be like autopilot like i was watching a tv show or something mm. yeah. have you ever tried to actively lucid dream or has there's just there always has been, been accidents too there has been instances where i've been able to lucid dream and it's because of certain things that i've done in the dream not that i thought about it before going to bed but that i was in the dream and i noticed something peculiar and i was able to discern mm. um one of those things was I was able to count the amount of books that I saw in a, in like a stack. I was dreaming about seeing like a stack of books. And I remember thinking about why can't I count this? And so I counted all of them. And then once I was finished, like figuring out how many there were, I was able to do whatever I wanted. Dang. And after that, I don't necessarily remember what happened, but the counting part stuck with me because I guess it was one of the more direct things that I had done for or as a way of getting into the lucid dream. Oh. Yeah. And so counting is one thing. I've also heard that pinching yourself while you're in the dream is like a really cool way of doing it. Maybe not cool, but an effective like way of way getting into it. it because by pinching yourself, you're making a direct action towards like understanding and discerning yourself against the dream. And so pretty cool. that's like another way of doing it. My big thing with lucid dreaming and what I, why I caution myself against it is that I know that when you lucid dream, you sort of put yourself at more risk for sleep paralysis because you're messing with the mechanism that keeps you asleep and, you know, puts you or and wakes yeah. you up, you know, because part of it is when you uh, regain consciousness, you're coming from a deep part of sleep that goes slowly upwards through REM sleep and then you're awake. But so when you become conscious during a dream, you're sort of messing with that. Bit, or you're messing with that process. Yeah, it's a common occurrence among people who try to actively train lucid dreaming. They'll say that they end up <laughs> giving themselves sleep paralysis, and that's scary. 
I've told you about that before, right? Yeah, and we've had yeah. countless conversations about sleep paralysis, but you know, oh, never dude. it's it never really gets easier to talk about just because it's pretty freaky. It's only most happened of the time. to me once, but like I can still remember very clearly how that happened. Like, oh my god, I don't know. Regale the story. Okay, okay, I'll go back into it. So, like we said, for anyone who doesn't Shadow know, people. Sleep, yeah. yeah, it's real, dude. Um, sleep sleep paralysis is basically when your mind is awake but your body isn't. So. When the case of what happened to me was, I was, it was during when I had a vacation in Alaska. Their nights there are really weird because the sun doesn't completely set and I was kind of jet lagged. So all these other fa- outside factors kind of mashed together into me not getting sleep very well. Um, but what happened was at one point in the night, I woke up, quote unquote, where I could only open my eyes and look around. And that was about all I could do. Um, but I could only look directly downwards, like at my feet because I was sleeping on this couch, kind of propped up against one of the arms of the couch. So what happened was I looked around, and then in my head I was like, all right, I'm going to get up and change positions so that I'll be more comfortable to go to sleep, right? But all that happened was nothing because my body was asleep, and I was like, all right, this is kind of weird. But what happened was I started to hallucinate, which is a common thing that happens to people uh, who are experiencing sleep paralysis and the hallucinations are really scary because what happens a lot of the time uh, is that uh, you start seeing what they call shadow people or shadowy figures. And uh, for me specifically, what happened for me was that it felt like a huge shadowy person was to my left uh, because I was sleeping up against the wall on the right. But this shadow person had uh, a familiar presence which is really weird so it felt like it was somebody that i knew or was familiar with but i it clearly wasn't and all i could tell was that there was some sort of presence some dark shadowy presence to my left um, but i couldn't look directly at it because my eyes were sort of locked straight ahead so i started freaking out a little bit because it felt like somebody else was in the room with me and at the moment you know i can't tell what's real and what's not and then what started happening was the shadowy figure as it moved closer to me was it sounded like it was whispering, but really loud and really fast. So it, it sounded like somebody just going like it wasn't even I couldn't even understand what they were saying at first. It was just like, but then it, it as they walked closer, it got really louder. So it was like, but as as it got closer, I started to make out the words that it was saying. Right. And what the words that it was saying to me was verbatim, verbatim. It was to you be killed, which grammatically doesn't make any sense, but it's still freaky because it's like, it's targeting me and it says you and killed somewhere in the sentence. <laughs> and it's, Oh my God, it was really scary. So it, all it sounded like was it was whispering to you be killed really fast and really, really loud. Like if, <laughs> if you stuck your head outside of a car window while it was going and it was just going like, do you be killed? Do you be killed? Do you be killed? But I could very clearly understand what it was saying and oh my god and uh i I started panicking a little bit but luckily because i already knew what sleep paralysis was i started to realize all right well i'm in sleep paralysis i need to break myself out of it and what i did was i focused really hard on my right arm that was rested to my side and i stared at my hand and tried to make a fist as hard as i could and for the first whatever how many for many seconds i was trying to do it couldn't make the fist but I was very slowly able to curl my fingers in. And then once I had a complete fist and I was able to move my fingers, I broke out of it. But 
Dude, sleep paralysis is no joke. Like, I don't actually know how long this whole ordeal happened over either. Like, it at the time, it felt like it was minutes, but it could have very well just been, like, seconds or, like, a fraction of a second. What I'm aware of with sleep paralysis is that it generally happens around the same time that REM sleep is happening. And, and that's what sort of, uh, that's what causes the paralysis. And inevitably, what happens is that you're sleeping... What, ha- what happens is your mind wakes up while you're sleeping and because of the paralysis that your body induces when you're asleep to keep you from hurting yourself while sleeping, mm-hmm. um, you can't move any muscle, but your conscious brain is like, you know, worried about it. And so it, it starts this system that you, know, you start moving and you start trying to fight your way through it. Like a, I think it's called a hypervigilance system. And then what also, what it also is about is REM sleep patterns are really important in terms to uh, in terms of discussing sleep paralysis because when you're in a REM sleep pattern, your breathing is a lot more shallow and you have a lot of other um, bodily functions that aren't conducive towards conscious waking life. And so your body starts to freak out a little bit. The hallucinations part is actually one of the cooler things to talk about is because the hallucinations have been documented for a long time. Yeah. It's actually... Um, the hallucinations are the original uh, inspiration for the word nightmare. What, uh, what a lot of people believed in back in the day was that you, that when you couldn't move and you were having sleep paralysis, it, you, uh, had like an incubus sitting on your chest. Oh, and, and you know, that's sort man. of, that's something that I've experienced too with sleep paralysis is that I've got a big, a lot, like a weight on my chest okay. and that I can't move and that draws on your back, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're on your back. There's a big weight on my chest and I can't get up. And so what a lot of people thought about was like this, it's an incubus or a demon that is keeping you from getting up in your sleep. And that's what, and you know, it's about hallucinations and people seeing things too. But the original word for those things in like Proto-Germanic Nordic is like Mera. And so when you get nightmare, the word nightmares comes from the the combination of night and that word for hallucinations. Yeah. Edmonology or whatever. It's a it's a cool like. <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool. Edmonology. Edmonology is it the study of Edmund? <laughs> yeah. Nice, got him, dude. I thought that the hallucinations aspect of sleep paralysis were like being way overblown by the people that were documenting them until it happened to me, and I was like, all right, this is one hundred percent a real thing, and it's really scary. So. I've yeah, I know that one of Peter's for it. one of Peter's most convincing ones for me was he had a, a bout of sleep apnea when we were both living here, and he had this music go through his head when he saw the hallucinations, the shadow like things come closer to him, and it's this piece called oh, Thr- yeah, Threnody for the yeah. victims of Hiroshima. Oh, and God. I don't know, if <laughs> like that title alone, just yeah, says, it's it's really it. fucked because like. I don't know if you'd be able to insert any sound bits from here. I can try. Oh, how about let's do it right let's, here. We'll put it here. Here. You know, as you'll hear, it's just a bunch of scream. It That's sounds like scary. screaming. And it's like the typical horror movie, high strings and really creepy, like no, anxiety reading. Yeah, it's really <laughs> fucky stuff. No, I don't know. I, I've had plenty of bouts of sleep paralysis, but I haven't. I haven't exactly seen this, the hallucinations in a long time. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, it's honestly like if you want like a somewhat accurate feeling or picture of what it looks like, just Google shadow people, and that sort of image that comes up in the Google search kind of encapsulates what it feels like. The so. worst, th- the worst part about it is waking up from a sleep paralysis dream. It's not bright out. 
still really yeah dark that's what I, yeah mine was like in the middle I, of the night i hate that <laughs> you know that's the worst part about it i i guess like it's only kind of fortunate that you were in alaska because it never gets really dark yeah. there the sun never goes down while you're that's out there that's kind of what like fucked around with my head in the first yeah. place so there have been some instances where like i'll get up from a sleep paralysis stream and like i'm just stumbling through the dark because i can't see anything oh. you know like heart is still racing yeah. have you ever had sleep paralysis dan I think so. Yeah. Now that you think about it, right? Yeah, now that I think about it, I was just like chilling on my back, sleeping, and then I couldn't move. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, because I'm just going to chill here. <laughs> you feel like this is my life now? <laughs> yeah, I guess that. I forget how I got out of it, but I it's guess. It's a pretty yeah, stoic way of going about it. Yeah, I went do you back any, to sleep. <laughs> do you have any dreams that you remember from childhood that have stuck to you to this day? I mean, I feel like it's pointless asking you this because well, you already said that you didn't really remember. I actually do it. remember because, okay. JP, remember when you went back, you're saying that dreams are like a collection of what you've had throughout that day? Yeah. Like, I've actually had dreams that are deja vu that I've had in the future. I yeah. don't know if that's a thing. Okay. So I feel like I've been in a setting at my work. This was even before I've even had the job, but I've been just chilling at my desk working. And then I remember being in that desk and then my coworkers having a conversation or whatever. Ooh. And then I... Like, I lived that situation at a later, later time, time, but it was a very much later time, like probably like years. maybe years yeah. or months or whatever. That's interesting. But I feel like I've had some deja vus from dreams that I've had that actually occurred in the future. Have you had any other childhood dreams that you remember pretty well? My, I, have, let's see. I have one that's like the dumbest dream ever. <laughs> <laughs> do, you want, do you want me to tell you? Yeah, I want to hear if this. You, yeah, so you can think about yours. But <laughs> it's like I laugh every time I think about it now because, in retrospect, it's like the stupidest thing I've ever thought of in my entire life. And I think it's because it was scary when I was a kid when I had it. So I think this was probably my first instance of a nightmare, or like at least of what I could have remembered at the time. So what it is is I'm in a Jewel Osco, right? <laughs> But all the aisles... Not that in itself, yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chulasco was a scary place back then. Now that JoJo's there, I mean... Yeah. But um, the Jewels is empty, so there are no, like... All the shelves are there, but there's nothing on the shelves. And <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of just, like, walking in between the aisles, just, like, minding my own business or whatever, right? But then, out of nowhere, um, the, like, the Jewels has, like a like, a glass roof... Just a normal sunroof, right? And what happens is uh, <laughs> the green and red Power Rangers <laughs> break, break through the top oh, no of the way. roof. I remember and, you and telling they, this they, to like, me. They, like, repel down, like, a rope. Like, it's, like, the most stereotypical, like, um, movie trope. You know, like, yeah. if, like, like, thieves are breaking into, like, a museum. They, like, shatter the window, drop a rope down, and they come down. Like, they, yeah. rip, like, come down the rope. That's exactly that what happens, but with the red and green Power Rangers. And then, <laughs> and then in the dream, I look up and I see them and go, oh my god! And I try to run and try to hide somewhere, but I don't know where to hide because all the shelves are empty, right? And there's like nothing in the store. So what I do is I keep running through between the shelves like trying to avoid getting seen by these two, and then I find like a lone, a lone uh, like pack of like toilet paper that's like t like kind of tall right yeah and then i crawl behind it and just hide there nice and then i wake up at some point and that's a dream but it's so so, so stupid <laughs> that's wow. great
And I guess wow. that was, I guess that was my running? first nightmare. It was a green and pink. Yeah, the, no, 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 the green and red Power Rangers. That doesn't even make sense. They're the good guys. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, why are you running from the I don't good know, guys? But are, they, were you a villain, Aaron? Maybe. Is that what your big fear was? I just was becoming I a villain. I was like five years old when I had this dream or something. <laughs> I was gonna like, say, if they were, the, if that was the me. green and pink Power Ranger, you were Cosmo and Wanding, Wanda Ing before our slash Cosmo and Wanda was a thing, dude. It, I don't know, like, why the fuck would the Power Rangers be after me? And they're the two like strongest Rangers. From the original Power Rangers too, Green mm. Ranger, Green Rangers are the best. Mm. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Green Rangers the best. Why? Because he's badass. The strongest, okay, I always thought the Red Ranger was the best. No, he's the leader. No, but com- he's the, completely he's, because he's the leader. If the Green Ranger no, was the best, the green, he'd be the leader, the wouldn't green he? Ranger is no, like give the me cool, shit about this. He's like the cool guy that's like. I don't need to be part of the, oh, the team, man. and I'm the lone wolf. And he was oh, badass. Oh, so being a lone wolf makes him the best. Yeah, because he's no, he he makes cool. him a fucking he was, loser. He was That's what it and makes. And then he turned, in, he turned into the white ranger with the Megazord. Okay, Megazord. What are you? What are you? A socialist in <laughs> team effort? Oh, this is our group. Hey, that's We're what the all power Rangers. Hey man, about. my very first crush I ever had was the original socialist. No, yeah. The, the the original <laughs> Pink Ranger, nice. who was a well known socialist, was my first crush. Kimberly, yeah, Kimberly. Oh, was a socialist. I don't remember her name. I don't. That was her name in the show. The but. socialist. <laughs> yeah. One hitter. There you go. Is that her Red character? Ranger. <laughs> Tom. Blue Ranger. Jimmy. Pink Ranger. Socialist. Oh God. Yeah. Didn't we say we wanted to make a? <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll make the intro and outro. The the Russian national definitely the outro at this point. <laughs> Hell, mother Russia. Yeah, Vlad, please listen to our podcast. Sponsor us. <laughs> Is this like a so? Was that just a dream you had one time or multiple yeah? It was times? no, it was a dream that I had one time and I just it stuck with me ever since. The dream that's always stuck with me is one time I flew over the Atlantic Ocean in a toaster. No, that one was what? really sweet. Dude, I, if you fell I, in I the, had a good time. If you fell in the Atlantic, then you'd be dead. No, I mean, it was one of those things <laughs> where, like, have you ever water, so, so here's the stupid <laughs> part about it. <laughs> toast in the water. Bad, bad combo. But, uh, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess it'd be pretty bad. <laughs> but you made it over? I made it you over. Didn't I'm good, You didn't immediately heart that? <laughs> <laughs> Too soon, Dan. <laughs> um, wait, wait. So, so the shitty thing about this... Was that I was flying was over? In? I was flying over a map of the United States, of like the world. <laughs> so, so, like, <laughs> so like I couldn't see waves. I just saw like, oh, there's the big green drawing of of like North America. Nice. Here's me flying over the big blue thing. That's the uh, the Atlantic Ocean. Mm. And so, and you're like, I did it. I was like, it. yeah, I've completed what I needed to do. And yeah, it was more of those cathartic like moments Earhart. for me. So, so wait, <laughs> I want to talk about Amelia Earhart because, like, <laughs> she's dead. You know that she's like super. Did dead. you know that? Like <laughs> now, like they just they just recovered these whole these things about her where like she may or may not have been alive at least 48 hours after like after they had decided she had you know been deceased okay and they they got these trans these radio transmissions and then they're like nah she's dead you know we don't <laughs> oh want to deal god. with this oh my it's god it. so she could have she could have been alive and trying to contact everyone and they're just like nah see you later nah no way that's like you're, um, you're dead that's like the the thing where people that were buried in coffins had like bells you know oh that's that fucking man what what what's the phrase that that like created it's like um 
for whom the bell ring tolls your or bell. Something. Oh um, yeah, for whom the bell. I think it's that. that I think um, for whom the bell tolls is more a funeral mass thing, isn't it? No, I don't know. I don't know. But, but, but like, the thing that I'm talking about is like people who are buried in coffins. Yeah, I know about that. Um, they have like a string with a bell. So if they're apparently what would happen is sometimes people would appear like they're dead, but they're just like unconscious or whatever, and mm. then people bury them in their coffins. But if they wake up at some point later, this bell was supposed to be able to help them. Like the gravekeeper, if like it was ringing, they'd be like, "Oh shit, the person's still alive." And they'd have <laughs> to dig them out. Loki, once they what's, ignore them, then they get immediately airhearted and then just oh die. Loki, what's dude. more terrifying than like waking up and you've been prematurely? No, permeated. that's fucking scary. So wait, wait. No, no, no. You know what that's what's the, most like? Think about this. That's most like having sleep paralysis it, okay you yeah, wake up kind of, you're stuck in a fucking hole and it's really dark and you can't move then you get really claustrophobic and see at least when i had it it was like in a nice open room and i was fine but like if i suddenly woke up like very little there breathing it is. room and then yeah. i'm like i'm gonna suffocate on my own air and i can't freely move my arms Ugh, it's not a fun no but um I was going to say Justice League, like the animated Justice League yeah. uh, TV show. Great show, by the way. It was a, the old school one. There was a scene where like Hawkgirl woke up inside a coffin and she like started panicking. I was like, oh, I don't like that. It no, the me. claustrophobia enough would be oh. Oh, terrible. Which, by the way, I thought Hawkgirl before was hot girl and i didn't put the two Excuse and two me. together the fact that she had like she a, a bird shaped like mask with wings i was like oh hot girl she's hot that makes sense and so for a long time i thought she was a hot girl i was like oh so, so hey whatever completely, completely ignoring the fact that she had wings yeah and the fact that she had like I don't know, a hawk like a, a mask hot, on she was a hot girl with wings she so was she a was, cartoon badass. yeah what you never had a crush on a cartoon before i don't know if i want to get into this right now <laughs> we'll yeah. save that for another podcast yeah. <laughs> do you know that like the um the way to get out of a sleep paralysis stream there's a few ways like because because in my anxiety about having sleep paralysis i looked up a bunch of ways i've got a few i've got like <laughs> i've got two that work for me um the one that's worked most of the time is if you're stuck you gotta move your shoulders if you mm. if you can just like rock you, back you gotta and forth. rock back and forth and that works for me because like generally what'll happen is like oh i'm fucking stuck you know this sucks and so I'll just rock back and forth as much as I can because I can't move my arms, right? Yeah. And so I'll rock back and forth. And inevitably, I'll turn over on one side. I'll be like, oh, I made it. And, and then you wake it. up? Yeah. The other thing is uh, is if you move your legs. Like moving your legs like you're trying to run. Oh. But for me, that's like a little bit scarier because then you're sort of aware that, oh, I just can't move my legs either. Well, that's what happened to me because I just stared at my legs. I was like, I can't move these. And that. Uh, how fucked would that be? You wake up one morning and you go, nah, my I can't legs, move these. My legs are just like you became like a paraplegic. Just overnight. Overnight doing nothing. That's kind of a scary thought. Sleep is the weirdest thing. Like I I guess in a, in a way sleep is this really close relationship you have with death. Like, oh, I'm just going to get really gonna close almost. to death and not die for eight hours. And then I'll, I'll come back and I'll be. Better than I was before I got close to death. I mean, like, at least we're not early humans who had to sleep outside with other predators walking around, right? Yeah, mm. I suppose. Yeah. Although I guess they would have people who would watch guard at that time, but... You never know. They might not have. Yeah, imagine you just had to sleep outside in the middle of a forest because we didn't have houses. That would suck. But then they I built also... built themselves some sort of shelter. Yeah. Well, I mean, I figured <laughs> at the dawn of, like, intelligent humans, they weren't just, like... 
fuck, we gotta sleep outside. <laughs> Let's do nothing to protect ourselves. Yeah, I like the idea of a history where where humans use the word fuck as early as that. <laughs> it's like, me make fire and invent wheel. Fuck. fuck. <laughs> like that little dog that says it yeah. in that meme. Oh, that's a good that's little a good video. One. Link that in the description for oh, this okay, one. I'll put that one down. <laughs> I should start just documenting all the things that we reference in, in all of the... Yeah, I mean, the Actually Nothing podcast is like a pretty well-referenced little thing, right? We make so many allusions to different things. You know that when I was a kid, I had this conception of humor where, to me, humor was just all allusions. Because anyone that I thought was funny, I was like, they're making references to things that I don't know about. So that must mean they're funny. And so I tried to amass this entire collection in my head of allusions that I could make. And so now it's just like, trying to make allusions to things <laughs> and that's become my humor <laughs> that's memes in general right yeah memes are that's like what a, we were saying we memes were, are just inside we were making, jokes it, we were making memes before oh, there's, there's, there's your meme talk of the we, week we've done it we've done it we've done the reddit we talked reference, about the reddit reference we and about we're memes. memeing now so like that's one of those things you yeah. can't get we're just waiting for Check, aaron's voice I, crack probably we've already got dancing <laughs> um you know some sort of fucked up word. It's probably already cracked earlier. What did I say? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Aaron made fun of you for something, and I sort of. <laughs> I that. don't know. I'll we'll look back. The inevitable dumb comment. Oh, the etymology. Oh, yeah, that's it. What was that word? <laughs> Etymology. Etymology. Yeah, E T Y M O L O G Y. Etymology. Hope to God, that's Bugs? correct. Bugs are entomology. Right? <laughs> entomology. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Entomology and etymology. Yeah, like ebonics. Dude, I've been at least at like a six drunk for the, every single podcast I've been in. <laughs> really? It's <laughs> yeah. been a six? I mean, you did you did drink yeah, two you whiskey two sours. And two beers. And two beers. Okay, that's fair. That's not bad. I thought Peter was going to be in it. So he was like... I think he passed out. <laughs> Let's, when I come back, we'll... we'll yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, I want to do dreams here, because Peter is here. He's not here. He was like, he missed the point and he was like, I might queue up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he just walked off. Hey, wait, so let's think about this. So have you ever thought about how, so to preface this whole conversation, uh, Vsauce, when Vsauce was here, Michael here, he did an episode on sleep one time and he was talking about how, you know, when we go to sleep, are we really the same person when we wake up in the same sort of Michael Vsauce way of doing things? I can hear his voice. But so that's an interesting conversation to have too. Like the idea that when you fall asleep, you're not like uh, when you fall asleep is the same person coming back into the body each time or like, you know, what makes up your that's personality? The, that's the same argument that people have about if you get if we ever achieve teleportation. Yeah. They were saying the only conceivable way to create teleportation is if you can somehow deconstruct your body on a molecular level and, and then reassemble it, it somewhere else. But then they're saying, is the reassembled molecule still you? I don't know. I don't know. It's you like, know what what constitutes you, right? Yeah. It's like the whole um what is it? It's the big stupid boat. You know what I'm talking Boating about? McBoat face? No, no. You can take apart a boat and then rebuild it with the same parts. Is it a is it the same boat or is it a different boat? <laughs> you ever hear about that? No. What is this fucking boat? Is it the boat of Well, isn't that just depending on how you see the boat as like is it the boat in the moment or is it just the ship that's made up of all the same parts? Because if it's just the same parts, then yeah, it's the same boat. Mm. I was saying, or not me, but I've had other conversations where we were talking about this whole like you thing. And it's like, if you 
if say the matrix is real right like we're all in a simulation is the same like like what jp was saying if you go to sleep and then you are conscious again is the you that you are right now in the simulation the same you as you are in the matrix or whatever Whoa. machines that were attached to hmm. Hmm. was it you that i had the, the conversation with about if you can make yourself immortal by downloading your consciousness somewhere else it was me it? yeah yeah dan what's your opinion on that but i don't know what she's so you can you can immortalize your your consciousness right but you have to download it onto the internet so you lose you lose your body but your consciousness stays alive by you live inside memes and you create yeah. memes autonomously on the internet yeah but then that's not your conscience if it's something that's downloaded on the internet what Okay, fine. Let's change it up. What if you could switch bodies, but you can never go back to your own body, but you could be immortal that way? Would you do it? Well, where would you go? To into whatever new host body you have. Mm. It's still your consciousness, it's but it's not the same. It's not the same body. Would you do that? I mean, you know, it's different when your body and spirit are two different things. So it's like when you die, you go to heaven, then you have your spirit there. Leave your body on earth. Okay, but we're talking about if you're still here on Earth and you're immortalized, would you do that? I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the boat that I was talking about, it's called the ship of Theseus. And what it is, is like, it's the question of whether a ship standing for an object in general that has all of its components replaced remains fundamentally the same object. So if you had a boat... It's like the same thing as that episode of Futurama where Hermes replaces all of his body parts with mechanical body parts and he stops becoming Hermes when they take his brain out. Yeah. So, for instance, if you had a boat and you named it something like the Actually Nothing Boat and then you replaced all of the parts of the Actually Nothing Boat, would it still be the Actually Nothing Boat or would the Actually Nothing Boat be consistent of all the pieces that make up that boat that are now somewhere else? then that depends on what's giving it its identity, right? Because if I wrote Bodie McBoatface on the new Actually Nothing boat that was made up of those parts, it would be Bodie McBoatface. But if there was a part that we just painted <laughs> at the Actual Nothing boat, it'd still be the Actual Nothing boat, in my opinion. So so then... What that that is dumb, man. What so, are we talking about? So what that would point to then is that <laughs> the beers. label that's on your body would define who you are because you're taking it apart. Boat. Whatever, that specific object, yes. <laughs> nah. Nah. Well, if it's made up of the same parts, then it still operates the same way. It's the same thing. I suppose. Well, that's, because, part, of the, like, that's part of the conversation. Yeah, you know? like, like people are like, we shed skin cells every couple hours you're technically a different you than you were like a week ago because you have new skin. So are you the same person? I mean, realistically, we're just a, a meat mass inside of our skulls that can only interpret signals and other outside things because we have this network and organs that let us see and hear things. We're all just trapped in meat skeleton body cages. Mm. That's kind of a scary thought, huh? You ever thought about that? You're, you're not you, Dan. You're your brain. Mm. Yeah, that's the funny thing. I always, I, I always like that sentiment that's like, oh, the brain is the first organ to recognize itself. Yeah. It's like, ooh, edgy, but also like kind of true though. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's kind of a scary thought, right? Like I, I looked in, <laughs> I looked in a mirror one day and I was just like, this is my body, but technically me is 
the brain that's coming up with these thoughts and my eyes and limbs are all just the, the things that are being controlled oh, I, by the I school. hate being hyper aware of all that shit. <laughs> I know, like, but it, freak, it freaks me out, but I'm just like, oh my god. It's like, ah, yes, this is the way that I work. I must scream and my mouth only lets me do that because I have a a, a signal that goes from me to the thing that I'm controlling that lets even, me Even scream. worse, like, oh. I must scream and, scream and the only reason I scream is because I know I can. Because I know I can. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to the actual nothing existential crisis Hello. of episode two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really, we really, you know, dipped why do we into keep, yeah. It why do we keep sleep. dipping into like we already talked about people dying and now we're Magnolia. giving well, because, like, like, because I totally thoughts. think that I totally think that sleep and death are you know two oh, yeah. related things that you know you can't talk about sleep without t- at least talking or mentioning of death that's in some way, shape, or form. What if? My personal theory is what if you have when you're having dreams, it's just your alternate universe uh, self being you're being conscious of your alternate universe self for a small moment of time. So are we also like corroborating the idea of a multiverse? Maybe. And then what happens if you're not controlling it? Are you controlling it or are you lucid dreaming it? It's just you in another universe, but you're temporarily getting control over that you. Hmm. You need to watch Rick and Morty. (laughs) They, they to be off. fair, you need a very high IQ. <laughs> oh, Jesus, God, I feel so bad for that show and what the fandom did to it. Oh yeah, they really just beat it to the ground. That's something that people who end up like creating huge projects get scared about because they're like, "Yeah, this is cool, but like the anything that gets popular it. enough is eventually going to be a segment of people that are part of that fandom that just like ruin it for everyone else." I know? feel like that's that's one of those other things that ties into uh, the question we posed on the last episode about. You know, what's the potential meme ability of of anything you create? You know, that's something to be worried about, too. Like, how far can it be memed and how terrible can a fan base be? And as we've seen with a bunch of different fan bases, it can be pretty bad. Like, at the beginning, things are super cool. But then when those assholes get a hold of it, then it's just like, eh. Like, for me, the game Undertale, like, when that first came out, like, the community and the subreddit and stuff were, like, awesome. And then eventually it got really weird and did, like, furries and no people, way. Yeah, people are just like, yo, I want to yiff this character. I'm like, all right, I'm done with this. <laughs> What's yiff mean? It's like people who just like fucking furry suits. Uh, That's God. disgusting. I know, but. You know, I think we could definitely, <laughs> we can talk about fandoms and that type of shit that in another, another episode. Because, you know, yeah. getting into the whole controversy behind fandoms is such a big deal. That's a whole nother topic. That, that's, you know, that's all about internet culture and stuff. But like, to keep it in the realm of sleep, I think sleep definitely begs the question of death at any given moment. Just because, like, there's so many similarities with it, except for the fact that at the end of it, you're you're awake. Yeah. What if you never wake up? Huh? Oh, 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 oh. I mean, there's that. It's that, that one. It's that one step that keeps you from. Well, they call it death and sleep. They you know? call death the eternal sleep. Yeah. Eternal slumber, so I mean, so. I don't know. And there's something Dude, about being laid to me. rest. Like, why do you why do you think when we say that somebody's when they're dead, we say rest in peace? Yeah, or even mm. the even the term like laid to rest, laid like to rest. sort of infers sleep in some sort of way. But and forever. so, yeah, and so I think that as dark it is as as dark as it is, sleep in general and death are just like these two topics that are tied in their practice and the way that it happens, but then also in like the sort of mysteriousness surrounding both of them. Because, let's face it, sleep is something you can study on the outside, but then when you get into dreams, there's really no concrete way of measuring dreams 
other than recording it. But outside of that, there's nothing you no, can it's do. It's all anecdotal. Like, yeah, exactly. And the same thing with like death. Nobody knows anything about it. It's just these two weird parts of life that we can't necessarily explore in depth because it requires anecdotal, like more than anecdotal evidence and more than just subjective experience. What if when you die, that's when you move your consciousness to an, another alternate universe self? That'd be like an interesting premise for a show or a movie, right? That could be, yeah. I bet like, you somebody's done that already. Yeah. It's, so, it's sort of like another, it's sort of like and nobody a, more, knows because nobody a more elaborate type of uh, reincarnation. Well, what do you hope to be when you get re- if you get reincarnated? Me? Definitely a cat. Nice. Yeah. What about you, Dan? What would you want to be reincarnated as? I don't know. Super rich and famous or something like that? I don't know. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The the conversation about dreams is super cool just because you know, there's all these weird anecdotal things okay. about it. Let's change it up. What we've talked about what dreams you've had, but what dreams do you wait that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you you say what dreams are you do you try do you want to have? Yeah. Because I was thinking about that too. <laughs> and I was thinking about we we did that last week, didn't we? We did yeah. that well, that's, already. That's goals just goals, and ambitions. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have I, a dream. I have a dream. Well, I think I think this is where <laughs> <laughs> you've been like half slumped over because you've been like getting into that sleep from our conversation. So mm. yeah, how you like that for a segue, Aaron? Uh, well, for what? <laughs> <laughs> now that Dan's been trying to sleep, maybe it's time for us to try and sleep. Oh, oh okay. God, I felt dirty saying that. Edit that out. It's so <laughs> shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Stop giving my future self work. <laughs> right. No, nah, you know you enjoy it. Yeah, whatever. In the in lieu of no sign off, we're just gonna end it. Yeah, we're still we don't we don't have anything. See you later. <laughs> You're not gonna say bye. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> okay. Well, Peter's back. Oh my god! Oh, now oh you come god. back. <laughs> we literally just stopped. <laughs> just stop it. We had very good, interesting conversations.